Welcome to Healing Conversations. I'm Jamie. And I'm Jen. And here we talk about all things healing from spiritual, emotional, and relational. We will share about our healing journey and point to the one who does bring healing. So have a seat and make yourself comfortable as we dive deep into the well of healing. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Healing Conversations. I am Jamie, and I'm here with my beautiful wife. What's up, guys? And we're going to jump into part two of our uh, healing journey and uh, really what God has done in our lives to bring us to the point to where we are to now actually wanting to be able to share our life story on a podcast waves and just really being able to get the the message out there that there is really healing uh, for all of us in no matter what area uh, that we're struggling with in our life, whether that's what uh, addictions or whether that is any kind of emotional health, uh, that's a spiritual kind of health. There's so many arenas that, that God wants to be able to heal our lives in. And so that's the story that we want to be able to share. And we thought no better place to start than actually our own story. Mm -hmm. And we talked last week of just kind of where we have been ever since we were married 12 years ago, that God took us to Texas and then now out to Arizona where we were church planners and then God moved us into the arena of business and being able to own, having our business and owning it and just being able to work it. And so uh, there's been so many things that God has really done in our life that has really brought us to this point. And we were able to to share a lot of just that journey that um, God has taken us through to bring us to where we are today. And so we, we finished off with just really that almost that pinnacle or that, that start to that really that healing journey for us. And it was, uh, just a conversation that we were having of, you know, the intention of the, the, the meeting was to, to do a, a factual disclosure, being able to just bring everything out in the light, uh, due to my addiction to pornography and being able to, to bring that out into the open with Jen. And then God just really had a different story in mind. And, uh, it was just, it's beautiful how he worked it out and that the people that we met with, uh, David and Tiffany Porter, we mentioned their names last week, but they were just very influential and really being able to speak truth of the Holy spirit into our lives to really, kind of bring us into that place of, okay, there is healing and it does, it only come through Jesus and the power of the spirit. And so that's where we finished off and, uh, we were able to, um, to share that. And so, um, yeah. And honestly, like, I feel like this is a good segue into something that's been going on a lot lately. And I've just, every time I pop onto social media, I, you know, I see a post about somebody who's just been in like a church atmosphere or has been involved in church for so long. And now they're kind of, um, out of that or yeah, they've stepped away from that. And I mean, it just seems like everywhere I turn, there's somebody else that's kind of gone through what we've gone through. Um, and then, and and they're just kind of like, you know, what now or whatever. And, so what I mean is like, so we were talking about our story and how the Lord had just told us, okay, I want you to take a rest from being in ministry. And this was, I mean, when he started laying this on our heart, it was like, it was like in 2020. Yeah. It was like the summer of 2020. We were like, okay, we feel like this is what he's telling us to do. 
And up until that point, we had just started getting our the church plant up. I mean, it was just like we were doing all online. And uh, so it wasn't really going that great. And so that's when the Lord was like, okay, I want you to step down. And we talked last week about how that was really difficult just because we had put our identity in that for so long. I mean, we were in ministry ever since we knew each other. And that's just what you do. You know, that's what you, that's how you show that you love the Lord is that you serve him and you do the things that uh, you feel like are expected of you. And, but the crazy thing is that, <laughs> the, I mean, we see now, two years later, that this is what was needed for us to begin the healing journey. It was needed for us to be out of that, um, I guess you could call it like the walls or the, um, yeah, like the, I'm trying to think of, what do you call the, the, uh, like a synagogue, not a synagogue, but a. The temple? Yeah, like a temple. Okay, the temple wall, like being able to get out of that where it's, you know, you do these things. It's honestly, it's on the verge of legalism sometimes to where, you know, if you don't do it, you're a bad Christian. Or um, if you, you know, if you're not doing such and such, then the Lord is just so displeased with you or whatever. And so it took us getting out of that. And we know, again, that he pulled us out of that for a reason. We can see two years later that he pulled us out to begin to open our eyes. Um, There were like so many noises going on whenever we were involved in that. Like just the chatter and just the, the loudness of, you know, those voices of, oh, you have to be at church every single Sunday and you have to lead a, you know, a small group and it has to look like this and you have to go do your neighbors and you got to do this tic-tac-toe look and you got to, you know, you go talk to them, you talk to them and like all these, these ways and these processes and, um, and, I mean, yeah, and all of that, you got to be a great father and mother to your children, just all of these things. Just, yeah, I'm going off on like a little <laughs> trail there, but. That's um, what we do here. We go on rabbit trails. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're just talking like normally, so. <laughs> but, yeah, where was I going? Yeah, so basically the Lord had to pull us out of that. There was so much noise going on, and he was wanting to shut that noise off. And that's what we did. We didn't go to church for, oh my goodness, like six months or something. It was crazy. Like we didn't go to church for the last half of 2020. We, I didn't feel, I just, I didn't want to be in church. And Jamie was, you know, going through his like depression and stuff with all the identity wrapped up in that. And we just didn't know, you know, what, what the heck was going on. But We eventually did get back into church and found a place that we could find healing at that would kind of foster that healing. And basically what I really, really want to say is um, sometimes the Lord pulls you out of those things to be able to shut the noise off, to be able to point so that you can hear from him. Those things, he may be speaking through those things, but when they're loud and they're in your face and they're demanding those are not that's not his voice that is the enemy's voice that's culture's voice that is 
not his voice. His voice is soft and gentle. And yeah, like we just realized, oh my goodness, we have known the things that we knew about God were not quite like accurate. And Mm -hmm. so, and it took us getting out of that for him to be able to say, you know what, child, (laughs) let me show you who I really am. Let me show you the father that I, I really am. You may know a little bit about me, but I'm going to show you a whole lot more. Yeah. 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 I know it was, it was, it was that just that stepping out of that church. and, And like you said, just being able to shut out all of those voices that are in your head, you know, it's, we go to church and we, we always hear, yeah, we, we have to be serving. We have to be involved in the ministries and, and doing these things, or even this one of, of like discipling and being able to walk somebody through a discipleship process, you know? And we, when you think about that, like, yes, we are supposed to be making disciples, but really in in reality, like I asked you this question the other day, I was just like, okay, well then what does true discipleship, Mm. discipling actually look like? Does it look like here, we're going to walk through, come follow me, uh, or, uh, uh, Francis Chan's book, uh, follow me, I think is what it's titled or something like that. Yeah. I, I went Mm -hmm. through that with somebody else or, you know, is it going to be looking like going through master series or, you know, just some sort of curriculum for us to be able to walk through. And then once you get to the other end of that, then it's like, Oh, Hey, you disciple somebody. Great. Now we can be able to move on, you know, but in reality, it's that discipleship, man, that's just more of just like a a day to day, uh, you know, every day, just doing life with people in, in some sort of way. I mean, discipling my wife and our Mm -hmm. relationship, like that, it just goes deep as that, you know, that it's, we're just having these conversations together and we're discipling one another. It's discipling my kids, my, you know, the whole family together. It's, it's, that's how it's done, you know, and it's not a here, let's, let's sit down, let's walk through this curriculum. And, and then once we get to that, then we can give you a, a, a certificate of completion and then you can go off walk across the stage and de- graduate mm-hmm. from being a disciple and now they go out i mean when you think about it really most of the people in my experience that when i've walked through people with some sort of curriculum based program or process to do discipleship it just it doesn't really reciprocate it doesn't mm-hmm. reproduce yeah. which we want it to reproduce and God wants us to be able to reproduce, but it doesn't. And so, Mm -hmm. and then it's, it's also thinking through just that mentality. What does discipleship look like? Am I being a bad disciple? If I don't go to church, am I being a bad leader to my family? If we don't go to church and for us going, not going to church, it was kind of hard to be able to sit down on Sundays, but it, and also it was kind of nice at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, compared Just, to what it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah c- being compared to what it was that it's like, you're at church. I'm, I, for me, it was, I was at church starting about seven thirty in the morning and I wouldn't get home until about 1230, one o'clock in the afternoon. And then if I had to do any sort of like pastoral meetings or anything after that, like that would even have to be additional to what I had already put in from seven 30 till one 2 o'clock, you know, and then it was that other stuff on top of it. So it was all just so much of just going to church 
really going through the motions of, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go set up church. I'm going to do all of this and I'm going to go work at church. You know, I got to go prepare for a, a lesson for our student ministry and I got to go do this. And then, you know, now we got to go into the main service. Now I got to go shake people's hands and be like the face of the church, you know, one of the faces of the church and be able to go out there. And it was, man, it was just really exhausting. It was exhausting to be able to do that. And then when we're sitting down in 2020 and not even going to church, I'm like, this is actually kind of nice not having to feel like I have to go into church or Mm -hmm. be able to do all of this stuff. And so it was, it was pretty, pretty, uh, difficult, but, and then it was also nice at the same time. It was, it was, it was really interesting just not even going to church. And yeah, I really felt like that's what was needed for us we needed a period to just like breathe and yeah yeah like this just take a deep breath you know breathe in and that's what we did and so when we speak about like discipleship it 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 really makes me it kind of segues way into kind of what happened next and so when the lord kind of told us to step away is when there's a couple here that we met when we first got here and they they were like right off the bat, we just kind of clicked. I mean, like the first weekend that we were here, we went to a trip and they were there with us and we like had, we had breakfast together and it was just really, I don't know, it just clicked from the start. Mm -hmm. And they, they were really, I, I explain it like this, that, so Tucson where we live is very spiritually dark. It's very post-Christian, um, It's really, there's not a church on every corner here. Most people don't even grow up going to church. If they do, it's definitely Orthodox. So Orthodox. um, It's definitely not your Midwest Bible Belt. Yes, yes. It's so, yes, absolutely. It's so different here. And so I I explain it that they, this couple was, their names are Dan and Lori, and they were like, they were this beacon of light that was here in this dark city. And when I say beacon of light, I mean, they weren't just another average, you know, church member or friend or whatever, but they were legit. (laughs) They were like legit. And so in 2020, you know, we had already built a a friendship with them. But in 2020, they, I started really meeting with Lori and having, she just kind of started, I guess you could say discipling. Yeah. But mentoring me Mm -hmm. and she, I just, oh, it breaks my heart because actually she, she, uh, passed away a year ago this month and it's just so surreal because it was like, she could see the hurt and the pain that we were going through in our marriage, especially, you know, what Jamie was going through, not just me. I mean, she was hurtful, you know, with, or she was hurt by what I was experiencing, but she was hurting for Jamie mm-hmm. and she approached that as you know what my brother my brother in Christ is near drowning and I and I know how I can help him you know she's not she's not like I'm going to be the one to bring the help but she was she was obedient and she she really like reached out to us and was like I know how I can help I know you know, what I can do, what the Lord has gifted me in. And she was that, yeah, they were like that beacon. And so they met with us and they're the ones who, um, knew the, the, the other couple that we met with. 
and that evening we met with all it was it was Dan and Lori and and it was Dave and Tiffany and then it was Jamie and I and we just we met in the same room and we were oh my goodness yeah the Lord just spoke through all of them and poured into us and that really began our journey and it it took us getting out of it though it took us getting out of all of the the rituals really yeah and so yeah um that was in 2020 and in 2021 it was another crazy year that's actually when we when we met with everybody together was in 2021 yeah um the healing started from there really yeah yeah and that you know we after that about six months that we hadn't even we hadn't been going to, to church and, and I'm sure ev- everybody else probably wasn't going to right, church yeah. either because of the stinking shutdowns. But, um, we, we, we weren't going to church. And the funny part about, I, I think about it now that w- when we shut down the church, we had actually just purchased some brand new sound equipment and everything. Mm, yeah. And we were like, yes, we're, we're going to, use this equipment and we're like, yes, when, when the doors reopen and you know, the whole shutdown thing is, is over with, then we can go back into the school. And we had all of this equipment that was just sitting in our garage and every day I I would see it and it was just, you would have that, that sense of that depression kind of sink in and just like, wow. Okay. Like here it is, it's sitting and it's just collecting dust. And, um, when we decided to shut down the church, it was like, okay, let's, you know, what do we do with this stuff? And we decided let's, let's give it to another church, uh, church plant in town, a good friend of ours that, you know, their church had been going through. They had been established for a couple years at that point, but just really struggling to kind of have some, some nice things. Um, they would, it wasn't always like here, they would have like 50 people. Literally, it was, you could have 50 people one Sunday and then you could have five people the next mm-hmm. Sunday. It was that's just so fun. weird. It was just, it, yeah, that's Tucson for you. But we ended up giving that, that all of that equipment to them. And I thought to myself, you know what? Like, man, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm a church leader. So I'm like, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to that church, that church plant really that, that needs kind of in a prideful way that needs my help, that needs my help to be there, speak and just come alongside Ron and help him lead the church and be able to, you know, take it to the next level. And that was really my mentality was, you know, that I, I have to be there because they need my help. And, and honestly, like, I, I, I'm glad we didn't end up there because it would have probably been a worse situation for that church than, yeah, it would have been way worse because I was not in a good place to be able to lead another church mm-hmm. further down the road. It's not what and, God yeah, it, it's not what God had for us. And then we ended up going to our church that we go to now, Pantano Christian Church. And I mean, from the very first day, we were just like, all right, let's, let's see how this is. And it's Pantano's a, 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 one of the bigger churches here in Tucson area. It's, it's a couple thousand uh, attenders. And so for us, it was kind of like, well, let's just go and see how it is and, you know, be able to put the kids in a nursery that's actually staffed and um, that we can be able to spend some time alone in services and just really being able to, to focus on the service together. And so the first week that we went there, uh, we 
we got there, we checked the kids in and everything. And then I met one of the the pastors on staff, uh, Sean Haynes. And then that just kind of really entered into a, a, for me, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air to, to talk with Sean and then really quickly hear his backstory of like, wow, like I really get it. Like I was in the same boat. And I was like, what, you were in the same yeah. boat? Like you were going through that same thing at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? And I just didn't really grasp it that it's God was really putting he, Sean there for that purpose. And I mean, he just kind of popped out of nowhere and he's like, here, I'll take you to the kids department. And I didn't even know who he was. And then he tells, tells me that he's on staff, he's the next gen pastor and so on and so forth. And we just get into this uh dialogue about where we've been and what brought us to Pantano. And then he's like, wow, like, okay. And, and he was actually even a part of the Southern Baptist convention too, a a Southern Baptist church here in town. And so he was very familiar and he knew a lot of the people that I knew. And so it was kind of like a, just like, wow, okay. Like, you know, I'm not going into this place. Yeah. There's other people that are like, have gone through the same thing that can walk with us through that, you know? And it was just, it was a breath of fresh air to do that. And then we sat in the service and and the worship was just phenomenal. And then on our way home, we were just like, all right, well, you know, what do you think? Like, is this where we need (laughs) to be going? Is this not where we need to be going kind of thing? And, and we were just like, yeah. And the Holy Spirit was like confirming it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, I don't know, it goes to, to show like sometimes when he pulls you out to rest, you know, it really is to rest. Like it is, it's, it's not to, oh, jump right back in. Like you said, with that other, um, opportunity that we had, you know, it would have been easy to just jump right back in, but we know that he was like, no, I'm serious. You need to rest. And, so crazy but guess what like we didn't we did that we did not do anything we still have not gotten plugged into like actually do you know like a serving on the the worship team serving on the media team kids whatever like we have we have still we still go and we are fed and we are oh my goodness we are just so so encouraged it's it's unbelievable and you normally you would look at that like okay you've been there for a month two months three months okay time to get plugged in come on let's go let's go 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 you know and and no he was just like no I I want you to rest and I don't know it just makes me really think about all the people that are have been in the same boat as we have and maybe you are in there right now or you have been in this kind of season for a little while and you feel like everything is just getting so much worse, whether your family unit is getting so much worse, your children, or, you know, you have been severely hurt by the things and uh, that have been going on in the church and then also the people that attend the church. And maybe, just maybe, the Lord is actually the one who's pulling you out because he wants to show you something. He yeah. wants to speak into that. When we walk when we get a when we get injured, you know, whether it's like as a child or, you know, just in the past, when we get injured, if we do not allow if we do not um if that wound does not heal, it gets infected. And when it gets infected, it gets so bad that you can't even you walk with a limp for the re- for your whole life after that. It's not gonna go away on its own. It's not one of those things where, oh, I'll just go to another church and time will just heal the wounds. Um, That's not true. Time does not heal wounds. Yeah. (laughs) I know who does. 
heal wounds, but just giving it time is not going to heal the wound. And so, you know, maybe he's just, he is calling you out so that he can speak to you because he wants to show you like, you know, let me kind of like, I don't know if anybody's seen The Chosen, but that's a real big deal in our family here. We love watching The Chosen. And it's just like whenever, you know, in the very first episode, he's telling Mary like that, this is not for you. This life is not for you. Like, let me show you who you are, who you were created to be. And that's, that's the whole purpose. He pursues us. He wants us to know that this is not what he has for us. Our hurt and our pain, whether it's from our family, whether it's from our kids or for, from our pastors or whatever, you know, that's not what he has for you. He does not intend for you to go through that pain. And so, but, but many times he uses that pain, right? He always uses bad for good. Always, 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 always. He will always use something bad for good. He never wastes a hurt. And that's what he did in our lives at that moment. It was like it built up for so long. The hurt, I just couldn't take it anymore. I was done. I was ready to receive help for myself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, through that curriculum I talked about last week, through the mentoring of Lori and and through the, the relationship that we had, with with her and Dan and with um, Dave and Tiffany, it just all began from there. And it was it was the Lord saying, "Okay, you know, I want to show you something deeper. I want to show you who I really am, and who I've called you to be, and who your identity really is." And that oh, it was just it was beautiful. And yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> picking back and along with what you were saying about you know that God's actually you know He's probably taking you out, you know, and. We want to be able to be taken out of those places where it's toxic. And believe it or not, like within the church, there's a lot of toxicity. Yes. And if there is such thing as spiritual abuse, there there is spiritual abuse, been a part of that, Mm -hmm. victimized by it. But there's also just that opportunity that even within the toxicity of the church, God wants to take you to someplace else where you can be able to detox from that. Yes. And then not not completely disre- disregard or reject the community that God has. Because I believe that scripturally, it's, you know, God wants us to be in community Absolutely. with his brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, it's, it's something that we're, it's, we're, we're called to. But reality, whenever we look at, at, at churches, and a lot of times we, we kind of feel like it's a, a ball and chain, really, that, you know, we, you step into this, this church and then they're like, okay, here, you, you know, like you said, you've been here for three, six months or whatever. Let's get you plugged in. Now let's, you know, chain you, that ball and chain on you that it's like now you're in, you're in it for good. Yeah. You know, you can't get out. It, ship goes down, you're going down yeah. with it. Yes. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so and then it's like you put that ball and chain and on And I know you guys get, resonate with that. I know you, do. you guys you, resonate yeah, with that. Yeah, you really do. And, and we hope to put your comments or anything and just send us a message or something, just letting us know about your story. We want to hear your stories. And and the church is, yes, it's a messy place. I saw a, a meme 
uh, or a GIF or I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it, it was a picture of this, this church front. And then the sign on the church <laughs> says, it's the perfect church. Welcome to the perfect church. And then so, underneath the, the caption was, we finally found it, you know, and <laughs> yeah. they really, you're not going to be able to find the perfect church. And that's just the truth. You know, no matter where you go, you're going to go to that church and it'll be like, you know what? It's not the perfect church, but I'm going to be able to step away. And, you know, for us, it's like, there's a lot of things at our church that we're like, I don't really agree 110% about it, but you know, it's not a hill to die on. And we're going to continue to keep going. And we love the church. We love the teaching. We were actually fed. We come away with being fed and, and the worship is that we just feel the spirit moving in that. And, and if you've been a part of a church that it's, it's all been about, you know, you have to serve, you have to be a part of it. And then it's all of these, uh, do's and do's don'ts and about it. You know, it's just do this, do that, you know, serve here, serve there, you know, minister here and teach here, teach there. And it's all becomes all so many, so much about all of these things that we're doing, but, and then the, that doing just kind of becomes more of just like, okay, it's, it's emotion. We've adapted ourselves to be able to do those things. Can we do those things? Yes, we can do those things. But is that really what God has called us to do? Yeah. You know, I always thought that God had called me. It's like, oh yeah, he's called me. I've, I've got the spiritual gift of service. That was what I had thought because I had just been serving so much in the church and not to say that it's a bad thing. I mean, I'm glad that I have the adaptation to be able to serve in the church, but ever since we've been at Pantano, it's um, when we started going, I was kind of like, all right, what ministry am I going to get plugged into <laughs> yeah. now? Like, well, what, maybe I could do the, the cameras, you know, be up there on stage and all <laughs> getting those nice angles and whatnot. But I was just like, I, I couldn't decide. And I was just like, I, I don't know. It's just, I'm not drawn to that. Mm -hmm. I'm not drawn to something else. And, but every time that I go to Pantano, it's almost kind of like he's calling, he's like, I have this vision every time that it's like, you know, he wants me to be up on stage and I, I don't understand. I never could understand what that was about. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, it's, he's got something so much more. And then it was that, that actual spiritual gift of teaching that he's given to me that I thought was, oh, it's just an adaptation and I actually like it. So in reality, I was kind of flipped upside down yeah. that I thought my spiritual gift was service. That was like what I was supposed to be doing. That's who I am supposed to be was, <laughs> was serving. And then, you know, teaching. You were fitting a square yeah, I was peg into a, a round, round hole. hole. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just, I was flipped backwards. And in reality, like I've taken some more spiritual spiritual gifts test as of late service ain't on there <laughs> so i'm like okay well all right but teaching is hmm. teaching is in the apostleship is is the second one that it's like he's he's called me to and, and not as a i hear i'm an apostle i've seen jesus and i do miracles no it's i'm he's he's equipped me to be sent out is what it is and so with that being said it's it's god's really been able to reshape just really yeah who I thought I was mm. and the gifts that I had by being able to step out of the church step out of that place that was really I was burning the candle at both ends just constantly serving just constantly serving and that's and really, a red flag right yeah there. and it's a red flag and it really brought me I mean brought took me brought me yeah, it was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what brought me to the point of just that depression and just that, 
discouragement, complete discouragement. Burnout. And burnout. Yeah. 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 And it really brought me to that point uh, of that. And so, you know, there's, there's so many ways that God can be able to use that. And, and yes, like, like I said before, the, the church can be toxic and it can be abusive. And if that is the case for you, then maybe you need to step out. Mm -hmm. Maybe God is calling you and he wants you to step out. If you're going to church and you're just like, man, I'm just going just because I have to, Mm -hmm. like, that's not what God does. That's not what he wants That's not you. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. not what God has. And that's not what he wants from you Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. And it's Like, like, he doesn't want you to go to church with this begrudging attitude of like, okay, I got to go to church. And here we go again. Here we go again. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you know, all the nights. Right. Yeah. I mean, even for us now, it's like, we, we don't want to miss a Sunday. Yeah. And it's not because there's not even a hint of, of feeling like I have to not even a hint. It is a feeling of, I want to be there. I want to be a part of the Holy Spirit's movement and that corporate worship where you are unified in the same, the same heart, the same mind, you know, and yeah, that's what it should be. But sometimes it does take him stepping you away from that. And that's really what we just want to nail, like in this episode, I guess is just that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. What spirit, where were you taking us? I know. This is it. I mean, we, it's been on my mind all day of just the people that I know of that are, you know, going through this and it's okay. It's okay to be where you're at. And I just can't help but say that there's some amazing, great things in store right around the corner because when the Lord speaks into that and he heals those wounds, you begin to walk normally. You begin to learn, okay, this is who he's creating me to be, but this is also just who he is. You know, whenever, like we talked a little bit about it last week, but when when we have this hurt and this trauma um, that has happened to us, whether it's our family or the church or whatever, we begin to, um, we begin to see God that way. We begin to think, oh, well, I must just not deserve a faithful husband. I must just not, uh, or, or, or God just must be punishing me for, for not, I don't know. Maybe I struggle with forgiveness or something and maybe he's just trying to teach me a lesson. So, so he just keeps having, he just lets all of this happen with my husband and you know, the pornography just continues to happen over and over this roller coaster. Oh, he must be just trying to teach me a lesson. God's just (laughs) teaching me a lesson or, you know, I'm just not worthy or whatever. And Oh my goodness, those are so far from the truth. Yeah. So far from the truth. And I I just believe that he uses our hurts to point us to him to speak truth into those places. The enemy is deceptive and he is prowling around like a lion. And when we have those wounds, I mean, you think about a wounded gazelle or a wounded, yeah. uh, I'm trying, I was going to say reindeer. I'm like, no, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other kind of animal that's like, that's a, a zebra. Prey. Zebra. Yeah. I mean, if you're wounded, yeah, you're going down. <laughs> you are going down. You and frown, you're going exactly down. exactly what we are saying or what we're just passionate about is that, you know, when we are, when we have those wounds, which all of us do, like it is true. All of us do. But when we have, when we are wounded and we've allowed it to come into a limp, 
then, um, yeah, we're walking around with a limp. And the Lord wants to come in to speak truth in those places, just to bring out the lies that we've believed and to speak into them and to heal. And you feel it when he does. So anyways, we, yeah, we're, we're, we're totally open to, you know, if you guys know us and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know any of this stuff about them, or I'm kind of going through something similar, like, please reach out. We would love to hear your stories. We'd love to be able to FaceTime. I know we're all the way here in Arizona and Tucson. Of course, we, we don't know how much longer he's going to have us here, but um, we are totally game for, you know, FaceTiming and just, yeah, hearing your story and talking and sharing more about our healing journey, but also helping you, um, helping you get to the one who can and does bring the healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it goes with that, that mindset that we've gone through hurts and we've experienced a lot of things. And then it's really a disservice to God, really. It's a disservice to him and it's this disservice to you and everybody, everybody else listening to this or even just to the church and, and every, anybody in this world, period. If, if God, if we've gone through hurt in our lives and then we decide it, when we come out on the other side and we're just like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to hang on to this for me. Like we're mm-hmm. doing a huge disservice to God mm-hmm. and what he's taken us through, well, the work that he's of. done and what he's capable yes. of doing to really being able to bring us into that new place in our lives to really where we're able to experience him in such a new and profound and deep mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. that he, he takes us through that for the purpose that we can go out and be able to make a difference in other people's lives and Mm -hmm. be able to help other people live in this way. I mean, the best example that I can think of, probably the most common example about this is Dave Ramsey. We actually just got to go see Dave Ramsey last night at a live Mm -hmm. event. I shook his hand. I'm never washing that hand again, but (laughs) we, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we, we got to see that, but Dave and Sharon, like they, they went bankrupt. I mean, they were just so far deep down in debt and then bankruptcy and then just climbing themselves out to where they are now. I mean, what they did is they, he he talks about this in his FPU class and he said that somebody told him, he's like, Hey, you got a bunch of lemons. You need to make some lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) You know, God's gig taking you through this hurt, this pain, and he's taking you to the other side. So now let's go ahead and use that, make some lemonade and be able to refresh other people with it Mm. and be able to do that. And that's Mm -hmm. what we, you know, God has put on our hearts to be able to do. And and we want to be able to, to be that, those, um, those cheerleaders, the cheerleaders, the gatekeepers, the cheerleaders, whatever, that we want to be able to do that to be help you be able to begin to live the best life that you possibly can. Because I don't believe God wants you to be able to be stuck where you mm-hmm. are. He doesn't want you to be stuck in this mm-hmm. place of just turmoil and confusion and anxiety and depression and addictions. Like he doesn't stagnant. want you stagnant. He yeah. doesn't want you to be stuck there. He wants you to be in this place where it's like there's freedom, there's vitality, mm-hmm. there is there's truth, and it's just like that's this place of just peace and and wonder and an excitement for life what's next. Living life to the fullest 
that Jesus calls us to. And it's like, mm-hmm. you never really think that you could experience that. But when you do start to experience it, like, man, everybody must hear yeah. this. I want yeah. everybody to know yes. this. And I want them to know yes. that this is possible. And there is a bright and really prosperous future ahead for what God has. Mm-hmm. And it's all because we've decided, okay, we're let's go through this brokenness. Let's mm-hmm. be able to just admit, okay, yes, we're we're broken mm-hmm. <laughs> we're in a desperate place and and we need to make some changes yeah. letting and him transform letting our him, minds right yeah. letting let him, him transform, transform. let yeah. him renew our minds that's how we find freedom in this broken world is yeah. renewing our minds and that's what he wants to do and that's that's what he does do that's what he's in the business of doing yeah it's so exciting <laughs> yeah as you can tell we're passionate yes, about it so yes much. we're we're so excited so much just to see what god's gonna be able to do mm-hmm. um I, yes. I, I can't even put my finite brain around like what that would even look mm-hmm. like it just it blows me away but the fact that he wants to be able to use us to impact other people's lives and even impact your own life if you're listening to this that god has a purpose for you Mm-hmm. And he wants you to be able to seek him, pursue him, and be able to grow into that strong, vibrant relationship with him so that then you can go and be able to be that that conduit for healing for other people. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to be able yeah. to do for you. And it calling. takes it does take having to look at, okay, where am I at? Am I happy at my church or is it more of a man I'm just going to church just to kind of go through the motions I don't want to leave church because of the relationships that I built just because you leave the church doesn't mean that you have to quit your friendships mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> you know you don't have to quit your friendships just because you've gone to the church or quit going to the church mm-hmm. you know that's disregarding the whole idea of community you can have community outside the church it doesn't have to be just the community that's inside the church it can yeah. be the community outside the church. Yeah, for us, it was Dan and Lori. They were the ones that were like, you're struggling, and that's okay. Yeah. But I love you too much to keep you that way, you know? <laughs> it's it's like, hey, let's do this together. But they were, you know, they're like 11 years older or something than us. Yeah, and, and so we they, were going to the church for the same time yeah, for they, a while. Yeah. And then they went to another church, but <laughs> yep. yet we still kept going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We, we still kept going, and, and we still kept building that community. And I mean, even to this day, it's, you know, now that Lori's gone and and it's, you know, Dan and the kids, like it's, it makes it a little more difficult sometimes to be able to make it work, you know, just for that solo parenting. And then, you know, now we've got three kids and it just, but you want to be intentional about having that, that opportunity. And I can imagine not if, if Lori did not if she was not Lori and she did not use her gifts and she did not, she was not obedient. And the thing about what she did, the reason why she made so much impact in my life was not because she like said all the right things, right? She's not a counselor, but she herself had gone through so much hurt and pain and had allowed the Lord to heal those places. That is exactly what she, she replicated that with me. And that's what I want to do with others, with my family, with my, the, the friends, the people like my husband, oh my goodness, every day it's with him, you know? And so, yeah, I'm, I just can't imagine, you know, not her not doing what she did because 
honestly, she was the only one. They were the only ones here that <laughs> did that. Yes, and that, we know so, that that's yeah. why the Lord moved us to Tucson. Like yeah. we thought it was to plant a church, but it was to bring healing to a very spiritually dark place. So ironic. Right. Like, that's just so crazy. But <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. So. And that's why it's, you know, for us, it's like we just look at Tucson and we're like, man, this is a place of healing. Oh, and yes, we, we it, it just, you, we love it. And we we're like, Tucson. we, we, if we move away, we're like, we're coming back. Yeah. It's like, it's just kind of like ingrained in it. It's like, <laughs> it's Tucson. It's, it's a place for us that is, it's almost kind of like that, you know, that, that, that altar of Jacob, you know, that he, he built that altar in a place of remembrance where he fought God. Mm, and he, yeah. he fought him and then he built the the yeah. the, the altar as as like a place so of remembrance funny. yeah you know and for it's us like, it's so like, funny because he was he uh didn't he break he broke something yeah like he this, walked with he, a limp yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about limps here right, we go i know and then he builds an altar for like how funny yeah that's so funny mm-hmm. but it's yes it's god wants to be able to do something in your life and he's preparing to do that he he wants to be able to do it are we willing to do what he's asking and calling us to do? Mm-hmm. And it's going to take some hard stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some hard decisions to be able to make to say, yeah, I, okay, God, I'm going to follow your way. not But mine. it actually is so much easier than you think. Oh, the absolutely. enemy wants you to think yes. you can't do it. And it's yes. so hard, Yeah, but it is so easy. It actually is. Cause you know what it requires to, it just requires you letting things go and letting yeah. them down and allowing the truth to come in. That's all it takes. It's more about letting things go and putting them down than it is to pick on up things and, you know, do all the things and do more and do this and should and whatever, you know, it's really more about letting go and putting things down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of a a wrap up for this one. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of good discussions and talking about churches and, but like we said before, we would love to hear your stories and and just kind of where you are. And if you feel like, Hey, I'd love to be able to talk to us, you know, please, feel free to reach out. We'll put our uh, contacts in the description box. And Jennifer even mentioned last week about um, Hope Redefined, the ministry yes, that was really yes, influential for her. And mm-hmm. we forgot to put that in the description. So we'll put that in there uh, mm-hmm. again. Yeah, we can put um, that in there. We'll put that in there uh, this time around. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're so thankful that you guys are listening. Uh, it's share time to this. quit because our kids are... Going crazy yeah, upstairs. Going crazy yeah, upstairs. it's time to go. Yeah, it's real life stuff going on right here. It's, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, yeah. we'd love to hear from you guys and uh, hope to see you again and just share this with anybody else who yes. you know could be able to, it would be beneficial for be them to know this. So, yeah. all right, guys. Well, hope to see you again next week right. or talk to you again next week. So, yeah. all right. Bye, guys. Bye.